0: I'm always excited when when Ross Tucker joins us, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, who you can check out on social media at rostucker dot uh, The guy who works with MyFrontPageStory.com, dot which we talk about a lot of the time. It's a great gift, and and, and, and Ross and I sort of uh, workshop workshop. This a few a few appearances ago. It could be a gag gift. I still got to get D cell one just about his life's journey to this show and me teasing him in the breaks and making him think my equipment's broken. That'll be on MyFrontPageStory.com when uh, we do it for, for d Mr. Ross Tucker joins us right now. Ross, what's up, buddy? Hey, Bill. How are you? Good, man. Um, get, give me your take here. So I, 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 I talked at the start of the show about how I can't tell if I'm being hoodwinked by Baker Mayfield because I want to believe that guys can have second chances or whether – I was right in, in hearing in his press conference a little, maybe some humility and, and maybe the, the recipe for learning from some mistakes in Cleveland. What was your I- impression of Baker? Are you, are you buying the notion? Did you have the same reaction I did that his press conference sounded encouraging?
1: I will buy that it sounded encouraging. Uh, what I will submit to you, though, as Exhibit B is go back to the 2020 season. When it was the first year for Kevin Stefanski, the Browns obviously had a good year. They made the playoffs. They beat the Steelers on a playoff game. If you go back, he said and did all the right things that year. You know, Stefanski came in, and I don't know what he said, but Baker bought into it. And he was the consummate professional. He was sort of the CEO-type quarterback you're looking for. And I don't know what happened in the offseason. You know, perhaps it's because he didn't get the money he wanted and he saw other guys getting it. I, I don't know what it was. He didn't feel like the Browns would commit to him. But he lost it last year. He he regressed to what he had been like his first and second years. I mean, they won a game. He didn't talk to the media afterwards one time. They won another game, and he talked about the issues behind the scenes. I mean, it just – there was a lot of drama and I think the Browns were sick of it. I think they thought in year three, he had figured it out in year four. I think they realized not only did he have the injury and his performance wasn't as good, but he reverted back to conduct that is not really becoming of an NFL quarterback. And you could say, well, what, what's the big deal? I don't know. Look at the top 10 guys, you know, look at the top 20. How many guys act like that? How many guys don't talk to the media or are immature or talk about stuff that should be kept in-house, not many. And so while I agree with you that I liked the way he sounded in his press conference in Carolina yesterday, the track record suggests that if things don't go well, he will start to revert back to his default natural persona, which is kind of of being a punk. And it's, I guess, helped him at times, but also hurt him at times.
0: Ross Tucker here on the show, and that's another thing, Ross, that I think is just interesting about life, and certainly it applies to football. Is I've known a lot of people, you know, sports media is a fairly ambitious business as well, and I've known a lot of people who were really great. It turned out at being successful at grinding and putting in the work and having a chip on their shoulder, and several of those folks who got to you know serious heights in the business that I'm in, who had a lot of trouble handling that success and you know pat riley wrote about this and talked about this it's it's a known thing do you think that that's a common reality in 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 the nfl and maybe with baker that being successful and then handling that actual success or just take different skill sets
1: yeah i do think i do think it's different and i always say this too you know there's no real like you know those like big yellow books like the idiot's guide to you know (laughs) whatever idiot's guide to spanish or whatever it is right like there's no idiot's guide to being young, rich, and famous in your 20s. You know, like nobody is that until they are that. And, you know, some of my friends, and you know, I grew up in like a suburb, like a lot of people do. And some of my friends are like, how do these guys blow this? How do these guys do such dumb stuff? How do these... I'm like, dude, I know exactly what you did when you were 22, 23, 24. You did dumb stuff, too. Nobody cared because you weren't an NFL player. And by the way, if I gave you a couple million bucks and everybody knew who you were, I know you would have done really dumb stuff, way worse than these guys do. And they're always like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) You know I mean? (laughs) Think about it. It, it, It's it's an experiment that is bound to go poorly at times. But I do think, like, you know, even – and this is a little bit different – because, you know, he's been able to sustain success. But some of these quotes coming from Tyree Kill on his new podcast are scaring the crap out of me if I were a Dolphins fan, Bill. I mean, it's like, I'm not saying he's he's going to be Antonio Brown, but I, I think he's taking his first two steps on that path, on that road. I mean, some of the things he's saying are just nonsensical, and and you wonder where it goes from here. You wonder if it continues to get worse.
0: Yeah, and Ross, I'm sure part of what you're talking about, if I'm remembering properly, is the is the uh, comment that if his quarterback Tua in year three doesn't play well, he might end up kicking rocks, and his career might be over. I, I mean, the I haven't even thought of the Antonio Brown comparison, but that is a that is a great point. What what is your um, what is your what is your level of confidence in in both the Dolphins and the Panthers because they have. Really interesting football teams that I think we're all the media, right? Fans will be paying attention to, and a whole bunch of, of potential potholes along the way.
1: Well, so for Tyree Kill in his first podcast to say that it wasn't just about money in Kansas City. He wasn't happy with his role, it's comical. Andy Reid is your head coach, Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. You go to the AFC championship game four years in a row he's coming off a year in which he set a career high in targets. And yet he's on the podcast talking about how they wouldn't give him the rock or whatever. And it was about more than just money. That would scare the crap out of me if I'm a Dolphins fan. I mean, so he's going from that to, I mean, the Dolphins aren't going to the AFC championship game to a quarterback, a first year head coach. It's not going to be better for him in Miami. So that would scare me. The the, the thing I like about both these teams is they're both all in for this year for different reasons. The Panthers are all in for this year because Matt Rule knows fully well he's on the hot seat, and if they don't win, he's gone. So that's why they got Baker Mayfield in there. You know That's why they did some of the things they didn't for agency because he knows he's got to make it work, and he didn't have confidence that Darnold would be able to get it done. I don't believe the open quarterback competition thing. For a second, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be Baker as the starter. And I think Matt Rule realizes it's kind of his last-ditch effort. And then as for the Dolphins, I know it's McDaniel's first year as the head coach, but Tyreek is right. This is kind of Tua Tungo hot seat year. That's why they got Teron Armstead and Connor Williams up front. It's why they got Tyreek Hill. You know, they want to give Tuatunga-Vailoa to every chance possible to show that he can succeed and that he can get it done, because if he doesn't, that they're going to move on. So I like that. It's, it, you know, to your point, Bill, it's more interesting and more fun for us when you know careers are on the line, even though they're not necessarily Super Bowl contending teams that we talk about all the time, like the Bills and the Chiefs or whatever, I'm fascinated by Carolina and Miami as well for the reasons we both mentioned.
0: Ross Tucker here on the show. Ross, as best you know from talking to people or as you know from just observation, in a vacuum, not roster, not situation, not quarterback, just just in a vacuum, how good of an NFL coach do you think Matt Rule is? It's a great question.
1: Um, I would say so far I'm going to go average. You know, I don't think I've seen enough to say he's better than that, and certainly the results haven't been there. But I also think, you think about the quarterbacks he's had for two years, he hasn't really had much of a shot. And by the way, this is why a lot of times guys don't leave college. And this is why a lot of times college guys turn down NFL jobs. Unless they know they have a quarterback or a path to a quarterback, a lot of times these guys know they don't have a shot. And Rule decided it was time. So I think he thought he took Baylor as far as he could go. And By the way, the negative of college is like the recruiting is just nonstop. And now with the NIL, it's like it basically is pro football. It's a totally different deal. But it's almost impossible to have success in the NFL if you don't have a top 20 quarterback. And Rule has had a bottom five quarterback his first two years.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's absolutely right. Talking to Ross Tucker here on the show. Ross, I have a sort of, my, 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 my brain just went to a weird place, but you were talking about the need, if you're going to make that leap, to have a, a, a quarterback you know is going to be great. And I know Urban Meyer, for all the right reasons, is no longer in the NFL, but it made me think about Trevor Lawrence, and, and we're just not talking about him much on this show. Do you have absolute confidence, a little confidence, some confidence? What's your level of belief that Trevor Lawrence, in a different situation this year, can get back on the path to being one of the best QBs in the NFL? Yeah, I would say some.
1: Uh, more than a little. I don't know that I'm going to go a lot. You know, I don't know that I'm going to go a lot, although they certainly are trying to get him into a good place, bringing in guys like Brandon Sheriff on the O-line, Christian Kirk at receiver. You know, I think they want to take advantage of Trevor Lawrence on his rookie contract in Jacksonville, try to turn things around. And I do have a lot of faith in Doug Peterson, Bill. I mean, I you know... I do the Eagles preseason games on TV. I do their pre games. I, I, I watch every snap of Doug Peterson's coaching career in Philadelphia. People forget. I mean, 2017, they win the Super Bowl over Belichick and the Patriots and Tom Brady without their MVP caliber quarterback that year. 2018, he goes down again. They still are an Alshon Jeffrey drop away from – Getting back to the conference championship game at a minimum, In 2019, they lost everybody other than the quarterback. I mean, they were playing all kinds of practice squad guys, waiver pickups, and they win the division. They get to the playoffs, and Wentz gets a concussion against the Seahawks. My point is, is I think Doug Peters. I-, I am actually surprised that there wasn't more of a market for Doug Peterson. There wasn't more of a buzz, and that people nationally aren't talking more about Peterson in Jacksonville. This is a guy that's been there, done that, and proven it. And I think if you believe in Trevor Lawrence, a big reason for that is you believe in Doug Peterson, and I absolutely do.
0: Ross Tucker here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder on, on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Ross, I think it was last time you were on, you were so interesting, I thought, insightful and smart on, on Lamar Jackson. And you had real concern. You had real concern just personally on what you've heard about lamar and where he was at in his contract negotiation situation uh, he's had a cryptic tweet we're, we're still sort of waiting obviously we're in, in in the same hurry up and wait situation has anything made you less worried about lamar jackson since the last time we spoke a thousand percent
1: yeah he, he has stated publicly on multiple occasions that he wants a new contract that's all i wanted to hear him say i did not want him to attempt to play through yet another NFL season and try to remain unscathed from the type of significant injury, maybe a torn Patel tendon, whatever it is, that would greatly affect his market value. I mean, look, I don't know him that well. I think I've talked to him maybe once or twice, but it was scaring the heck out of me that here you have this young man who grew up in South Florida that... The 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 Ravens are trying to give him over a hundred million dollars fully guaranteed, and like he he had no interest in even discussing it. it, it, it it's hard to imagine, right? It's almost like there's uh, you have a winning lottery ticket, and you won't cash it in. Like you you won, congratulations, you won the lottery, your number, and you literally won't go to the store to to get the money. I mean. I am so glad to hear that he wants a new deal. I think somehow, some way they'll get it done. Uh, now, look, I'm sure he wants better than Deshaun Watson. I'm sure the Ravens are uncomfortable with that and they'll have to try to figure it out. But I just want that young man to give his entire family generations financial security because of the unique God-given gifts he, he's he been given. And, it's going to happen. you know. I, all, all we needed, Bill, was for him to say the word. All we needed was for him to engage. Engage, Maverick, engage. We just need him to engage. He engaged, <laughs> and now I feel light years better about it.
0: Talk to me, Goose. I love that. Ross Tucker here on the show. Um, follow Ross on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. Listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast. And if you're looking for a gift, for, for any reason, MyFrontPageStory.com. It's awesome. They put together basically a front page about any person with any theme that you are after. It is really, they're really, really great. Ross, dude, I'm not just saying this, man. I, I love having you on the show. I love, I just love your perspective. Thank you for making making time for us.
1: Anytime, Bill. You know that. Thanks so much for having me. Take care.